0: To Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LO Ministries. And today we're going to be talking about how to get out of apathy. And we're talking about it in terms of our Christian life.
1: Yeah, but what relationship does, um, with God? Or what does apathy even mean?
0: That's a very good question. Thank Did you. Did you look it up? We, well, we looked it up, and all I wrote down was unmotivated or bored.
1: Can't be bothered. Yeah. I don't think it said that in the dictionary, but that's my interpretation. We we'll get be a bit bothered. apathetic. We get a bit can't be bothered. Bit stuck. Bit too comfortable. So
0: are we, are we allowed to even ask that question in relation to our relationship with God?
1: Ask the question. What of each
0: other? Are we apathetic? Because that sounds terrible, doesn't it? To say that we're bored or unmotivated. But... I think it is a reality.
1: I think it is a reality and I think it is a struggle for for lots of us that we can just get our human nature just leans towards comfort, doesn't it? And and just settling and the easy life and, you know, I mean, we don't want to put ourselves in challenges and be looking at things in our lives in and of ourselves. We only do it because God stirs something Yeah,
0: It's like we've just found we've got enough. We've got enough for us to be get by with and... Actually, recently we heard um, someone talking about this story that is in Mark chapter 8. Um, it's about Jesus who meets this blind man in Bethsaida and he takes him outside of the village and then, of course, the obvious thing to do with the, he spits in his eye and he says to the man, what, what can you see? And the man says, oh, I can see people like they're trees that are moving. And um, as this person was telling us, sharing this story with us, they... Uh, They said, "Isn't it interesting that often, as Christians, that's enough for us?" I mean, the story goes on that Jesus then laid hands on him again, and then he was able to see with perfect clarity. But this person was challenging us with this question of how many times do we settle with with less? So, well, I couldn't see anything before. Now I can see people like their trees moving. So, oh, that's good enough for me. Mm. I'll I'll settle with that. And that is not what we want in our walk with God, is it? We want to go the full hog.
1: Well, it is, but at the same time, I think. Maybe it's only me, but I, I can imagine that I would be like, oh, wow, I can see trees moving. Yeah. That means it's I can see people. Hooray. <laughs> so I see that in myself, to be very honest. Um, but I, I guess that is the thing that I love about the Lord is he's always moving us forward. He's right. always, you know, he's not um, criticizing and or anything like that, but he's just motivating us to grow. It talks about growing in perfection and. You know, and and that sanctification that God's doing in our lives. And we've got more to discover of him. Yeah, actually, there's a great
0: verse in hmm? um, Proverbs 8, verse 17. It says, I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently find me. So there's this encouragement to be a person that seeks him diligently, which is the opposite of apathetic, I guess. And then the return on that is that we find him, we discover him. Brilliant. Brilliant. Like it. Yep.
1: So what do you think apathy would look like in our lives? What's it going to, so so we can kind of put our hand up to it a little bit. It's not just that we're bored or unmotivated. Um, What else could it be? Half-hearted. Could be a bit half-hearted in our relationship with God. Yeah. We could be going through the motions, but sort a of bit, being a bit disconnected. A bit dry. Dry, yeah. So yeah.
0: lifeless, mm. passionless. yeah. More out of duty, I suppose. I'm doing this, like, oh, I suppose I should read my Bible. It's like, oh, I suppose so.
1: Don't you think sometimes we can drift? Yeah, I think that's part of. I mean, it doesn't quite match the word apathy, but I think that's what we're talking about, really, isn't it? Like, we can just drift along right. in the status quo of our, you know, when I'm reading my Bible and I'm talking about God and I'm going to church and I'm, but, but really, we're drifting. We're not. Yeah. We're just. We're just doing the. We're doing what we need to do to get along.
0: And don't you think that's because we've worked out a system? Like in life, we, we kind of work out a bit of a system, don't we? How I, how my day looks like from mm. breakfast to going to bed. And I've got my work bit and my church bit and my social bit and my walk the dog bit or whatever it is. And it all is all in, in its right place. And I've just, I've just got a system. I've worked yeah. out a system of where God fits into that. And so here's the bit that I do here and here and here but then it kind of loses a bit of life because it's not supposed to be like that. It's, it's just supposed enough. to be part of everything. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's just know Don't you think we like that? We can be like that as human beings. I know not everybody's like that. Some people are very highly motivated, aren't they? But a lot of us, we sort of, do you know, I remember being, I remember being a bit like that at school, like, uh, and I've seen it with certain children of people oh. that we would know. Naming no names. <laughs> <laughs> Who would be taught by their teachers, they could, you know, their goal would be, a B. And even though they were absolutely more than capable to get an A, mm. they're just like, yeah, I'll just go with a B. You know what, B minus. I, like I don't know. Like, like If we me. had that, I don't know where we'd get that from. <laughs> 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 I think it's your fault.
0: Yeah. The other thing, I guess, is that oftentimes we can, people, people can just be unaware that there is more with God. Like maybe mm. there's no understanding that He really is able to be part of your life in a way where there's a real passion that stirs in you. and Yeah, that's true. Maybe it's just always been communicated as kind of God's over there and you, you make sure you keep him happy by be saying good. your prayers and yeah, being good. and Be good, yeah. But there's sort of not an awareness that there is more.
1: Well, suppose if you're around people who aren't showing you that there's more or aren't, haven't got that same hunger. Yeah. You, I mean, so in a sense, it's contagious, apathy. Probably. Right. Yeah. Equally. That's, as... Which is nice because we can blame other people. It's not so much. <laughs> yeah.
0: But also passion is contagious, isn't it? Mm, if you're around passionate people, that stirs you on. You think, oh, well, I like what they've got and I want, I want to be more like them. And mm. I imagine when people bumped into the disciples or the apostles that, in the early church that they were like, what have they got? You know, they've yeah. got something really special there. I want, I want that in my life. Mm. And that's just that active, not settled... Well, we've got, we, you know, we've, we've prayed the prayer. We're going to get to heaven. You know, we we'll just live our life our way. That's not what this is supposed to be about mm. at all.
1: Can we talk about um, boxing God? Because not boxing, like punching, no. but putting him in a box and limiting God. Can we go there on this podcast? Because yes. I really love that subject. That's like, that's like one, one of my bees solution. in my bonnet. Go for it. Great. Well, maybe before we go there, we should just talk about why. Why would we be? Apathetic? Why would we be stuck in a rut? Why would we be settling? We've already said one, you've said it because there's people around us who aren't motivated. We just, we don't know that there's anything else. That could be a reason.
0: Yeah. We could just live a very kind of self sufficient life. So, you know, we, we've got an answer for everything. We've worked, we're, you know, we we're
1: taking care of things ourselves. We haven't got a need. Yeah. Don't you think it's that need? I I I see that in me. It's that like need for God that stirs me, right? And and I worry sometimes if I didn't have that need, whether I, would just... <laughs> I don't know.
0: We well, not It's an age old problem. Have isn't that it?
1: motivation in the same way.
0: I've just been recently reading it though with the people of Israel and they came out of the into the promised land and everything else, but there was this very clear warning that you know when you're experiencing peace and you've got everything that you need and I'm providing for you and you know. Be careful you don't forget me.
1: Yeah, I don't worry about that. I seriously. do too.
0: So I'm, you know, you sort of you don't want to pray t- for too much comfort in your life to, you? oh, make my life really easy, mm-hmm. Lord, make it really easy. Because I kind of feel like when we do that.
1: And if there was like just all the people around who are just always filling your voids and meeting your needs, and, you know, you could just look to everybody else, couldn't you? And before you know it, you've sort of just taken your eyes off that r- real. Need of God, like well, I mean, the Bible says, doesn't it? Jesus came for those who recognize their need of Him. Yeah, and I, and I think if you're like me, you often I feel ashamed of my neediness. Right. But then at the same time, I think if I didn't have my neediness, I'd just be like, oh, all right. But we live great. in a
0: society and a culture that says you shouldn't admit your need. Mm. You're supposed to look strong and be strong and don't show people your weaknesses and don't tell them that you're afraid or you're struggling and and and. and To be really honest, we can often do that even as Christians. We can think, oh, I don't want people to know what's really going on and how anxious I really feel and how much I do doubt God. But it is that need Mm. that is supposed to be. I think that's the thing that motivates us towards the Lord.
1: Oh, Definitely.
0: Because I will go towards something. That's that's the issue, isn't it? Mm. With my need, I will go somewhere with it. I'll I'll go to myself, I'll be self-sufficient, or I'll go to other people and they can meet that need. Or hopefully... I can run to the Lord and I can, I can yeah. lean on him, rely on him and see his faithfulness in that way.
1: But it does turn it on its head, doesn't it? Because if you are somebody who feels like, oh, I've got so much weakness, I've got so much neediness, I've got so much insecurity, I've got so much, you know, things that I'm concerned about, actually, in a way, maybe that's what it means in scripture where it says, I rejoice in all circumstances and even in my suffering, because that's when we find him. Yeah. So not that we bring suffering on ourselves or anything like that, but if we're not in touch with our need of God, maybe we've got to start there of looking at what am am I just am I have I just become self sufficient and self reliant? So I don't really need God. So he is a bit of an add on and that is a bit boring. Because we yeah. miss the power of God if he's just an add on and yeah. you know, oh it's all right, God over there, I've got this. Well we're missing the power of God. He's like a
0: trophy, isn't he? Yeah. He's just a sort of well, he's over there somewhere, but not really we're not
1: connected to exactly who he is this is so brilliant because now we can talk about boxing god okay great good that was brilliant Andy. Well, good link good link yes so what so why do we box god why do we limit him
0: <laughs> I, mean, I can't wait to hear the answer <laughs> to that
1: i have this theory that we can be afraid to let god be who he really is and within mm. our humanity we just create the God we want him to be. Yeah. So, um,
0: more the bits that we understand easily, do you think?
1: Like, yeah, like the characteristics well, of the him. bits
0: we want him to be.
1: Yeah. And the bits that make sense. Because, you know, if I understand, if my version, even that God is kind, is my version, then I can make sense of him. But if I let him be who he really is, and he is kind, but he's also holy and, mighty and i mean the bible is full in a sense of what seems like contradictions of who god is because one minute he's destroying people and the next minute he's got incredible mercy mm. um and he's sending his son to die for us and if we only have one concept of kindness we, we're going to struggle with god yeah and um so i think that from from our own experiences of life of what we've experienced from other people we project that onto God.
0: Yeah. It's funny, you know, we, not that long ago, was it, we were listening to a, a podcast by um, Francis Chan, remember, and he said he was talking about, about God and God's ways and how often we read things in the Bible and we just think, God, you know, that's really weird that you did that. <laughs> Which, I mean, I really relate to that. There's certain passages I read and I think, we were just talking about it earlier, was not we? About Moses not being able to go into the promised land. It's like, Lord, that just doesn't seem right. That seems weird that you did that.
1: Seems mean. <laughs> yeah,
0: but just <laughs> God, oh, you mean? know. I just like, don't yeah. why are you like that? You know, and, and anyway, Francis Chan made this point that it's not it's not him that's weird, it's us that's weird because mm. we can't understand him. Like yeah. he is perfect in every way, fully just, fully right, all the time, holy pure, no guile in him, no wrong. And then we say as these little little human beings that come along for seventy odd years or whatever. Well Lord, that's a bit weird. Mm. And and it and it sort of highlights this idea that we just we accept the bits that we understand and can and can can sort of connect with, but we we're in danger of making our own version of him, rather than just letting him be who he is, which is beautifully kind and merciful and all those things, but also just and holy and powerful and in ultimate authority and that when he speaks, the earth shakes, you know, all those sort of things. And uh, that's the opposite of having God in a box, isn't it? Is taking that step back and saying, Lord, it's not you that's weird. It's me that's weird. Help me understand.
1: But I want to know you. Like, yeah. that's the thing. That's why I feel passionate about, like, do we put God into a box? Because if we put him into a box then we only know him within what we're, let- we are iron- ironically and arrogantly letting God be, Yeah, which is limited and restricted. So then in our relationship with him and what we feel in our relationship with him, it's going to be limited because yeah. he, we've limited him. And we don't realise that we're doing it until we take a step back. And and we look at, well, you know, I mean, I, I, grew, I grew up, you grew up in Christian families. We went to Sunday school. We, we know that God's kind. We know that he's loving. We know that he's just. We know that he's, he's a disciplinary, discipline. He's holy. He's mighty. We know all these things, but how much do we know them in our head? And we actually really don't know them in our heart. And I think that's the challenge. And that's the motivation of growing with him is when we can really look at do I really know this? Not just know it in my head as a fact. Not know about it. Yeah. Like, do I, but I, do I know him to be these things? For me. For me. Like, do I know him to be kind? Do I know him to be just for me? Yeah. And, and what does that look like? And we unpack it and I get really, I just think there's so much depth and so much to discover. It's like this great big treasure hunt that we can yeah. go on and unpack. And then there's another layer and another layer. And, you know, it's, it's exciting because yeah. we can discover more of him and then more comes alive and more of his word becomes alive and more of more of who we are comes alive Um, because then we know who we're loved by in a completely different way
0: right and don't you think as well that the enemy would want to disillusion us about who god is like through experiences of life so if things are challenging and difficult that the enemy would be like well you know god clearly isn't kind to you and where we would where we would hope for those things or our expectations a certain way and and in our mind at least god doesn't come through on that we end up disillusioned so then we kind of push that part of his character away and say well i don't I don't really see that and that doesn't connect to me, so I, I'll leave that over there. Like you say, and it's just the bits in the box that make sense. The problem is in the box if we've got wrong things in there or it's or it's skewed in a wrong way. So everything in my box is about God being a, a harsh judge, you know, and he's gonna whack me if I get it wrong and he's gonna he's just all about fire coming out of his you know, consuming his enemies. If that's all there is in that box, then that's not a great view, actually. And all the other stuff, of God's, I mean, some of that is true, but the other stuff is out of the box somewhere else because I can't connect to it.
1: Well, we're missing out on so much. And maybe that's part of why we get bored or apathetic or because we because God is just so limited and he's yeah. limited by our understanding and by our past, really, because we can't make sense of things if we haven't experienced them. If we haven't experienced kindness or You know, I mean, how often does it refer to God or do we in church refer to God as a good father? We sing that song, he's a good, good father. How can you relate to that if you don't know what a good father is or if you don't even know what a father is?
0: Yeah, or your father was the exact polar opposite of good.
1: Yeah, and that's not wrong and that's nobody's fault. It's definitely not the person who's struggling to, to believe its fault it's not their fault but it is a, a hindrance and it's but it is a but it but there's a motivation not not of shame that oh no i'm missing something but of oh wow i can discover something of you lord and yeah. and i've i, I mean I, i've had to go on my own journeys and i continue you know to I really spent a long time saying, God, I really want to really truly understand what your kindness is. I want to I want to see your kindness. I really and he, and the thing is, it's not just a one-off prayer. You've got to really hunger for it, and then you've right. got to look for it. What was that scripture you read about? Diligently, yeah, seek me diligently. Yeah, you, you know, you got to put some effort to it. But I guess we all have to put effort to something if for a goal, don't we? We're not just We've got to have something as a target.
0: Yeah, and this is why, in a sense, this is why we do what we do at LL, is we're trying to help people to to find some freedom and healing from some of those painful things in the past, which have shaped now my ability to see God as he truly is. Mm. Because I think once that disillusionment kicks in, and so we're hearing in our head the truth of God, but in our heart it doesn't match. In some ways, apathy becomes a little bit of a defense against that, doesn't it? Yeah, don't you yeah think that's good. It's like mm-hmm. I. I, I ap- it keeps my, me safe. My sort of unmotivated feeling on it is well, it's because this is too painful for me. I don't understand that. And we've been, you know, I've been on courses where we've talked about God as Father, and I've had people afterwards say to me just how deeply painful it was to sit and listen to that because it was so different from their own experience. Mm. And yet, that's so beautiful of the Lord that he would then begin to do that work of healing mm. in that person's life as they forgive and release and have the Lord touch those wounds that have gone in deep, that then they can start to discover, wow, God, you really are different mm. to what I thought you were.
1: Yeah, but that's interesting, isn't it? Because um, apathy could, can be a defence then. It can just yeah. be a way to stay not disheartened or discouraged or, you know, miss or facing there's a gap or a void, or a... Well, I
0: guess to feel like these characteristics of God are for everybody else apart from me. Yeah, like I mean, clearly you can see that other people are connecting to the fact that He's a good father or He's kind or whatever, but for me it doesn't feel that way. So the so I think it could be a defense.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, of a fear, a deeper fear of yeah. just if I if I don't if I don't try, then I won't fail at it or won't be disappointed.
0: Exactly.
1: When we, um, this is a bit of a secret information, isn't it? For if anybody applies for, to come on our team. But one of the things that we do in um, interviews is we always ask, um, especially our undivided team, we always ask them, what is a characteristic of God that you have come to really appreciate? Andrew Taylor. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'm on the interview right now. You are in my interview. Okay. I'm just gonna say straight. Is a yeah. Characteristic so of God. You would like to join our team. You would like to work in the uh, what would you like to work in? The washing up?
0: That sounds good right now. Right.
1: Yeah. So tell me. And you have to get it right.
0: <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> this is again? the
1: best question because there is no right answer. What is a characteristic of God that you have come to really appreciate and value? <sighs> is it, I mean I am
0: glad I'm not in his interviews This is terrible um, Well I think I would definitely say There are lots of them But one of them that's, that comes to mind straight away Is the patience of God
1: mm. Yeah you, you need a lot of patience don't you <laughs> I think I he's amazing.
0: <laughs> he is amazingly patient And amazingly patient with me What a characteristic that is oh. And how grateful we are All of us You included Catherine <laughs> That he is patient
1: And then my next question. Oh, come on. Yeah. Have I not got the job yet? Not yet. Is, so what do you, what is something that you kind of hunger to know more about God? Like what's a characteristic that you would want to know more of? Well, I
0: think I would say the, I'd love to know more of the bigness and strength and enormity of God. I think that's, that's something that, because I think if you get hold of that, then that changes everything. Yeah, it would, wouldn't it? All the little things that you stress about suddenly become things you're not remotely stressed about.
1: Mm. We so forget I, it so quickly, don't we? We, yeah. forget, we do bring him down to our level.
0: Well, he kind of becomes a bit of a pocket god sometimes and I think we just pull him out and hope he's big enough to help. Rub him. Yeah. <laughs> like a genie in a lamp yeah, type of yeah. thing. I think we do a little bit. So, uh, yeah, I think that would be pretty life-changing. But you could pick any. Well, that's it, isn't it? Because
1: nobody's nobody's conquered all these characteristics, and we'll probably go round them all and then round them all again. Yeah. But I, I think it is for anybody who's listening. If you feel like this is something that you just feel stirred about, it's actually something we we do a lot on our courses, and we've I, like I say, I've done it a lot in my own life is to think, okay, Lord, give me a hunger for to really know something more of you, and then I kind of get hold of it, and I just do become a bit good obsessed with it and, and looking through his word and, and you know looking up scriptures that are about that. And one of the things recently for me is, was understanding that God fights for us, that he's not just there to defend us, but that he fights for us. And I find that quite...
0: He's not apathetic, is he?
1: No, yeah, and I don't know why. And again, you don't have to know why. Like I don't know why that was there in my thinking. I didn't have to. I mean, sometimes you do have to think, right? Wow, this is a blockage for me to to know this, and th- I think this is because of my past, and I need to forgive those people. But sometimes you don't know why you've just got this false, wrong belief of God, or this wrong perception of Him, or this limitation. But for me, I just, I, I it was just a real eye opener. Like, Lord, you fight for me. Like you are the lion of Judah and oh, I, mean, I haven't conquered understanding it at all. But even as I'm talking about it, I get excited about it because it, it is the opposite to an apathetic God that's sort of just like, oh yes, when you've got a struggle, you can run to me. and I'm, which, which had been a really profound understanding of him for me, that I could run to him and that he would shelter me when I was had my anxieties or struggles. That's like really precious. But even that can become limiting yeah. if we just think, oh, he's just there. So like, oh, they're there. You know, now you've got to go off on your own again. No, like he's, like he is this, like I say, like a lion, that he calls himself the Lion of Judah. And that's not apathetic.
0: No, it's the absolute opposite. But I, I wonder sometimes if we're, if we're kind of hesitant to let, to let God speak to us about these different parts of his character, because in a sense it it can push us out of our comfort zones. Like if, let's say we want to know more, I don't know, of how faithful he is, well, then we are going to sort of find ourselves in situations where we need to rely on his faithfulness, which is by definition going to be outside of our comfort zone. Or if we even if we want to know him more as father, then he's going to start touching places which maybe are wounded, which are painful, which we've separated from and disconnected from.
1: And then we're going to be like, oh, no, I don't Don't like this. Don't do that. Why can not you just
0: deliver it by Amazon
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I can receive it? Don't want challenge. It's like this weird mix, isn't it? It's like I can be so like, yes, I want a challenge and I want to grow. And then when I get a challenge, I'm like, no, stop stop it. So we've got to, I guess, the opposite of apathy. What we want to be becoming is people who really seek him. All my life, if you look up scriptures on seeking God, there are just endless yeah. scriptures and it is very very clear that it's something that God delights in when we seek him
0: actually it's a good idea to do a search just mm. even in google just do a search for seeking god or something like that and you'll get you know open bible or one of these websites will will give you a whole list of scriptures that are a really good idea to sort of work through but they are they are all over and what it does i think what it does and i think we need challenging on this i'm just going to go for it because i do think sometimes we have to own a sense of laziness Mm. in us like we can blame it all on the past and we can blame but i think sometimes we're just a bit lazy or we we're just we're, we're in a culture which is like entertain me entertain me i want i want something that's going to be fun and buzzy and you know or 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 loud or peopley or whatever and and somehow there's something in us that needs to own the fact that sometimes we don't seek after the lord Mm. And we're apathetic just because we're just a bit lazy.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't, seeking him doesn't just, it, it, we seek him, but it doesn't mean that there and then you're going to find what you're seeking. And do you know what it reminds me of the other day? We had a team um, game of sardines. We did.
0: <laughs> Around L.O. Grange. Uh, when
1: we're not doing healing retreats or really... You know, this is what we good do. Good things. This is what we do. We had a team day and we decided we'd have a game of sardines. And sardines is basically hide and seek, but one person hides. And then if you find that person, you have to hide with them. So I was the first person to go hide. And I had an excellent spot, which Andy found within about two seconds. So he came and joined me. And then um, John and Sue, who were on our leadership team, found us. And so finally, we end up in this this closet in one of the bedrooms in LL Grange, all the leaders whispering, giggling in this cupboard, waiting for everyone to find us. But after that, it was my turn to be one of the seekers. And the team had gone off and hidden. And slowly and surely, we were losing all the team. So we knew that they'd, they'd found and they were, they'd all joined somewhere. And there was me and one other girl and we could not find the team. How ridiculous. And do you know what? really got on my nerves. <laughs> It really wound me up. It's that competitive. Yeah, it is. Yeah, definitely. Wandering around LL Grange, which is massive, endless number of rooms and we couldn't find them. And we knew that everybody was giggling somewhere, laughing. At you. At us. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really frustrating. And I think sometimes God's not being mean and hiding from us, but he he wants us to put effort to it. And 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 I know it myself. I've got to, yeah, Lord, I really want to, discover this and discover this, but it doesn't just happen the first prayer or the second prayer. It has to, this desire and this motivation has to grow and we have to push through the frustration and the, and maybe even the pride of just, well, you know, it's, I haven't just got this mastered myself.
0: Yeah, but there is actually a promise in Jeremiah 29, 13. It says, you will seek me and find me. Mm-hmm. So there's the guarantee for your game. But they, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Maybe
1: that's the bit, is getting to that bit where it is all of our That is
0: the key right there. And so that's what we need. So so in talking all this stuff through today, we're not, you know, if it's not supposed to be a guilt-motivated, oh, yes, I need to do more and be a better Christian. This is, Lord, I want to seek you with all of my heart, and Mm. I need your Holy Spirit to really ignite something in me so that I become a seeker Mm. and a finder. Mm. someone who's you know hungry for God and really knows that without him we we've got we haven't got enough we we're, we're lacking and i think that sort of level of determination is a, is a life changer and we and we can't but again we can't self generate that it is a case of lord this is what i want and i'm going to start doing my bit i'm going to start moving and be active in it but i need your holy spirit to
1: To make it, to give me revelation. Because, I mean, to be honest, none of it happens without revelation, does it? You can't make yourself. You can go through a list of characteristics of things that you don't really, really know in your heart of God, but you can't make yourself. It doesn't matter how many times you read scripture or you could read endless books, but without his Holy Spirit giving revelation to our spirit, it just all is... I suppose it all just stays at its head knowledge
0: but it is also determination, isn't it? it's yeah. like it, okay so i'm so gonna sit things. down lord i'm gonna sit down on my Bible and i'm gonna read I'm gonna read some of the bible, but then what if what if we don't have some great revelation, are we mm. gonna give up or are we going to say well lord i'm just gonna i'm gonna come back and i'm gonna read some and i'm gonna spend my time with you and i'm gonna i'm gonna seek you with all of my heart that's like the you know the parables of the kingdom of heaven being like the guy that found gold in the field and sold all he had to buy the field so he could get. It's that kind of level of, Lord, you are life. So I'm going to, I want to be passionately after you.
1: And give me that passion, Lord. Give me yeah. that passion. Give me that hunger and, and stir me out of my self-sufficiency. Yeah. And how can we do that? Maybe it starts with just writing a list, writing just even on a piece of it. What are the, what are the characteristics of God? What? literally who is he and what what is he like and what what are the things that i really truly have have discovered or am discovering about god and what are the things that just literally are like a word on a page to me
0: yeah and it's a good and just to be honest about that
1: yeah right just to have that
0: honest conversation with god he's not going to be shocked by any of your revelations you've started recently writing scriptures into a little book haven't you
1: yes i have. It's really good. It's really, I just love it. Every time I read a scripture that I think I really want to keep hold of, I just write it down in my little book.
0: Yeah, but you keep going back
1: to it. That's what yeah, I, like. I keep reading them to you, don't I? Yeah, yeah, they're brilliant. Let's look in my little book of <laughs> scriptures. Well, it's it's it is, and it's a daily. I'm reading my Bible, but also reading these scriptures and ones that have really come alive, and somehow getting hold of them and writing them down and storing them up seem I don't know, it's sort of going into a deeper place. I'm memorising scriptures. I'm forever memorizing scriptures and
0: And worship. I mean playing oh yeah, worship, worship and really thinking about the words that have been sung and all these things. It's like it, it is it's that thing, I guess, it comes back to that thing, doesn't it? About not being lukewarm. About saying, I don't want to be I don't want to be cold or lukewarm, Lord. I want to be red hot for you. I want mm-hmm. there to be a real passion that flows through my my bones and my blood and for you, Lord.
1: Sounds like a song, Andy. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this is a good song. Um, it's called Hungry Falling on My Knees by Catherine Sarah Scott. And it says, Hungry, I come to you, for I know you satisfy. I am empty, but I know your love does not run dry. So I wait for you, so I wait for you. I've fallen on my knees, offering all my needs. Jesus, you're all, this heart is living for. Broken, I run to you, for your arms are open wide. I am weary, but I need your touch, restores my life, so I wait for you, so I wait for you. Beautiful song. Mm. Beautiful song to just bring a focus and I guess putting words to that, that cry in our heart and um, just to stir us yeah. into more. And out of apathy. Out of apathy. Mm. Right.
0: Shall I pray? lord the reality is that even if we have everything that we need physically we are always hungry for more of you and and even in this time lord as we've been sharing together we just ask lord that you would stir a passion in our heart for you would you forgive us lord for um, the apathy that there's been in our lives for our sort of unmotivated walk with you how we've settled Lord for whatever reason that might be we just ask that you'd forgive us Lord and cleanse us and that you would that you would ignite new life in us Lord even as we come to the end of this year and we look towards a new one Lord we we're asking that you would help us to discover more of who you are Lord and and that we would be a people that are earnestly seeking you Thank you for that promise that when we seek you with all our heart, Lord, we will find you, and we just thank you for for what that means for us—that new life will come. And we just pray, Lord, that you would bless each one who's listening in their relationship with you and draw them closer to yourself and stir that passion, Lord. We ask it in Jesus' name, Amen.
1: Well, thank you for joining with us. We hope you feel stirred to to dig in deeper with God, to to hunger for more, to push past. With him, some of the apathy that we can all have in our lives and to um, just be real about what we do and don't know of him and hunger to know him more. See you soon.
0: Thanks for joining us for Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review or by contacting us at hello at ll.org or through Facebook. You can subscribe and share these episodes through Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we also have other excellent resources online at ll.org, which we hope you will enjoy. Thanks again for listening.